0: All right, welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. Maybe you can tell I'm laughing as I talk because Joe and I were chatting right before I hit the record button and it just got me smiling, but welcome, Joe, to the podcast. For those that don't know who Joe is, as I'm just getting to know him a little bit better, level two CrossFit trainer and online nutrition coach. But the real reason I reached out to you was our mutual friend, Joe Bauer. Yep, yep, yep. So... Uh, you know, like Joe, you've lived somewhat of a nomadic lifestyle. Maybe not quite as nomadic. I mean, that's impressive what Joe is doing. It is. It
1: is. Have, have, have you ever lived out of a van? I have lived out of my car during a three-week cross-country road trip, but that was the extent. I mean, it was a small two-door coupe, but I don't know how he does it. I know he's got a Sprinter van, but it's still a little bit, a little bit claustrophobic. I felt
0: well it's it's funny it's almost like there's a very strong line of delineation when someone says hey let live out of a van you're like oh that's cool when someone says they live out of your car you're like i'm sorry are you okay (laughs) oh my god
1: no i mean he's he's doing awesome stuff like i like i told you before we hopped on him and i've been good good buds for a couple years now he's kind of the first crossfit mentor i ever had and so him and i have a great relationship and we go back and forth a lot still even though he's all over the place I think now he's back up in Washington though I think COVID-19 has kind of put him in one spot
0: yeah I, you know I guess you're living out of a van I'm wondering if it's better to be kind of just nomadic traveling I guess you can kind of travel to the places it's not hitting or maybe you want to time it and go right after like now's the time to go <laughs> to New York City <laughs> I
1: don't know I mean when him and I were were first chatting when this all kind of happened he was kind of uh he wasn't sure how to how it would affect his lifestyle because they were closing all the national parks right oh that's very true him and his partner they they, kind of parked up shop a lot at the national parks and so they kind of had to find a spot to lay low for a while until they figure out where they're going next so
0: so you, you mentioned Seattle you're now in Tempe tempe where, arizona yes where else have you lived because those are coming to some hot spots i'm always like like yeah. i've accidentally done it as well you know like not that the capital region of new york is you know famous but naples florida now boulder like uh-huh. hitting all the hot spots what, where else have you been or lived so
1: i'm originally from southern california from so orange had,
0: county that's another one right uh, orange
1: county uh and then I actually did my undergrad at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. So I spent a lot of time in LA. Um, and then after I graduated in my undergrad back in 2013, I moved to Florida. I don't know if you're familiar with Melbourne.
0: Yeah, like Melbourne is where uh, Maverick was from, Maverick uh-huh. CrossFit. Oh, so, yep, yep, yep. And so over near Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Yep. So, so I lived there for a couple of years. What's your favorite so far? What's your favorite place that you've, you know, settled down to? Honestly, I think
1: number one spot I can't wait to visit, I think, is what I think of right now is Seattle, where I had met Joe Bauer. Um, Seattle just kind of feels like, you know, not a good spot to travel to right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, or or it's the right place, right? Or like it's the right place. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're staying away from assisted living homes, you might... You know, be okay.
1: Exactly. But well, other than Seattle, my girlfriend and I have been here in Tempe now for almost two years, and we love it here in Arizona. So it's been great here.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about nutrition, and especially nutrition during this quarantine. But part of why I, I wanted to talk to you is, at least, you know, with your conversation with Joe, it was very much based on keto and the ketogenic lifestyle. How did you stumble upon that?
1: So... I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could start there. But I mean, honestly, the keto diet has kind of been, I mean, it's very, very popular right now. People could see it as a fat diet. People from the primal ancestral uh, diet movement, as you probably know, that they've kind of always known about ketosis. But in the past, probably five to 10 years has kind of jumped onto the mainstream bandwagon, if you will. And so actually I stumbled upon it and thinking about trying it myself as a CrossFit coach uh, when my girlfriend, she tried it last year. Uh, She was struggling with a couple of health issues and stomach issues and she was on the wrong birth control and it accidentally gained 30 pounds and couldn't get that off and so actually yeah it was actually joe bauer we were hanging out with him when he had stopped through arizona in his van uh we were working out we're we were doing some crossfit at my affiliate over here that i was currently coaching at and he had just picked her brain at like what do you think about trying the ketogenic diet at this point sounds like you got you don't really have anything to lose we're just trying to Find something that will help her get back on track. And so she tried it last year and she saw great results um, while doing CrossFit at the same time, uh, maybe two or three times a week. Over the course of about six months, she lost about 30 pounds, got back to her normal self, uh, all of her GI issues were gone, and then she kind of stuck with it up until the holidays, and then the holidays kind of happened. And then this past uh holiday season she had talked about trying to get me to try it and i was your classic CrossFitter. uh i say that because everyone kind of has the same mentality of like excuse me i need my carbohydrates i do crossfit it is a glycolytic sport quote unquote we need our carbohydrates to get through the workout um and then kind of push came to shove and i kind of went down the route of like you know as a crossfit coach nutrition as much as like as embarrassing as this is to to say out loud i've been coaching crossfit now for five years um currently prepping for my level three test um and nutrition was kind of the thing that i always dreaded talking about with all my clients i was like oh this is as bad as politics and religion i don't want to go down that route although i know it's like the basis of everything we do and keto
0: Keto is like being a born again. Keto yeah. is like the people that yeah. don't, you know, stop talking about religion. I
1: went down the route of like, let me just help you fix your snatch. I'd rather do that than talk about what you ate last night. Um, and so it kind of push came to shove. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this will be a good, like jumping off point to dial in my own nutrition, take a deeper dive, try something I've never tried before because um, my nutrition's always been decent. You know, I was that classic person throughout high school and college where it's like, I, I was athletic enough where I knew how to eat paleo-ish and get by and still have, you know, my cupcakes at night and whatnot, flexible dieting and all that. Um, and then, so it was going into the end of this holiday season that, that we just had, going into January, where I was like, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Let's see, one, if I can do keto and not have my CrossFit suffer, and two, I want to become a better coach. I want to be able to serve my clients better by telling them that I tried this. It maybe worked. It maybe did not work, but at least I tried it, and so that led me down this crazy path, and here we are uh, five months in, actually, into the keto Diet, and I don't actually see myself really turning away anytime soon.
0: So, you're enjoying it. What tell me about what you felt? You know, for a lot of you know, and let me go back for a moment. Like you mentioned, a lot of people kind of look at it as a fad diet. It's not a fad diet, it's a great diet if done properly. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you can attest to the fact that most people, I think the issue is it's just semantics. Most people throw out the word keto and they don't really mean keto, they mean low carb. Absolutely. you know and it so it's like one of those things where it's like we're arguing but we're not really arguing so you know first of all always good to do what your girlfriend tells you to do or or your (laughs) wife right I had a conversation with my father this week and he's like happy wife happy life and I'm like Uh, oh yeah
1: all the time and she drills it in but it got to a point also where like she went through it and it was hard you know like we won't we won't sugarcoat that it was hard from the relationship perspective because I'm over here eating my five quesadillas from Chipotle with extra sauce and everything and then she's cooking her ketogenic recipes in the kitchen and I'm just waiting for her at the dinner table with all my carbs and so
0: that definitely was a big aspect of it. I was like okay I can also
1: support her in this
0: yeah, you know, and if the worst thing you have to do is, you know, change your diet a little bit to make your significant other happy, give it a try. And if it doesn't work, you know, at least you tried. So, Absolutely. you know, I, at least for the beginning of it, the boxes were still open. This was pre, you know, COVID-19 and all that. How did your performance fare? I think that's, you know, one of the most important questions I, I like to find out about people that try keto. How, how did your performance do?
1: Um, so it was actually really, really crazy to me and so it's like i went about this as a, a nine-week experiment you know first three weeks just transitioning into low lo, low carb high fat and then the, the next six weeks full-on ketosis so that was kind of what you alluded to in terms of like going about it the right way and not just dropping carbohydrates cold turkey all together Um, but throughout the entire nine week process is kind of when I looked at all my CrossFit data and I did a couple benchmarks and I actually was able to stay just as fit as I was. The biggest thing that I noticed, I mean, this kind of comes as a no brainer was my gymnastics volume went through the roof. Like suddenly I was able to, my max toes to bar went from 15 to like 25 to 28 in a row with ease. My pull-ups went through the roof at 25 to 35 unbroken with ease handstand push-ups felt amazing because i cut about 10 pounds of body fat within that seven week period alone and so wow so
0: i mean you're a pretty lean guy
1: yeah so So i I started at 188 and so already fairly lean six feet tall 188 and by seven weeks in, I dropped to 178. And using the, the in-body, for for instance, I had dropped a full 5% body fat from 10.5 to 5.6. Kind of crazy. Um, but all my strength kind of stayed the same across the whole board, which is wild.
0: So let me ask you some specific keto questions. One, when you say keto, what does that mean for the listeners? You know, because again, most people hear keto there's like, cut out the carbs which is a huge part of it but not all of it yeah i think that that's a that's a huge thing too
1: so i mean when i say keto one like i said the first three weeks that i jumped into it i really tried to ease into just lowering my carbohydrate intake to sub 120 in terms of 120 grams or less
0: so that's not Um, even that low correct
1: yeah and so As I went into full ketosis, the third and fourth week moving forward, my macronutrient profile kind of went to about 80% fat, 10 to 15% protein, five to 10% carbs. But with the amount of calories I was consuming and the active lifestyle, which I came from, I try to tell people that too in terms of coming from the active lifestyle, coaching three or four CrossFit classes a day, training for about an hour, an hour and a half on my own, and then just being on my feet. I came from a very active lifestyle going into this. And so I was consuming a lot of calories just to hold my, my 188. Right. Um, and my macronutrient profile as I went more ketogenic and kind of found that sweet spot for me is really like right now I'm able to consume around 80 to 120 grams of carbohydrates and still stay in ketosis while consuming around 270 to 310 grams of fat. And so my fat numbers are through the roof. My carbs were surprisingly higher than what most people would normally spray as keto.
0: Yeah, that's like four to five times higher. I mean, most yeah. people when they talk keto, they're talking yeah. like 25, maybe 50. Yeah. So how, are you? what are you doing to check your your ketones so a
1: couple things i mean one we have the me and, and my girlfriend use the the classically inaccurate pee strips if you will so you <laughs> or, pee on them yes and so it's my it was my first experience peeing on a stick and she's like it's not that exciting i was like this is exciting i've never <laughs> done this before it's more exciting for a guy yeah. And so, I mean, those are kind of like the cheapest option out there to test if your body's producing ketones at all, right? I mean, they, you excrete acetoacetate, which is one of the two main ketone bodies. You don't really excrete beta hydroxybutyrate, which is what comes in supplement form even right now as exogenous ketones. So, we kind of use that every now and then just to see if we're actually producing the ketones. But we followed a lot of the work done by Mark Sisson and Anthony Gustin from Perfect Keto, in terms of using subjective analysis as well to figure out can you easily intermittent fast for 14, 16, 18, 20 hours on on this macronutrient profile with no loss of energy, um, with no sense of hunger whatsoever. And there are days where we kind of use that more so um, just with that subjective analysis. I know the other ways you could test if you're in ketosis is with the blood meters, the breath meters, but those cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. and We kind of went the cheapo route, but the subjective analysis route has kind of proven more beneficial than we imagined, simply in the sense of as a CrossFitter, knowing that I could get by with this sort of macronutrient pro- profile and never be hungry ever again has been eye-opening. That was one of the biggest first things that i kind of realized with all the research out there is knowing that when your body is naturally in this you can fast and do do intermittent fasting and we, we do it pretty often um with no sense of hunger whatsoever and i've always been afraid of intermittent fasting at that point from the aspect of like i'm always hungry i live my life as a crossfit athlete i need my carbs i eat when my carbs tell me to eat
0: so <laughs> i mean well, what you're saying is true. It's like what's more important? Hey, I'm in ketosis or I'm feeling great, yeah. dropping fat and performing yeah. better than ever. I mean, yeah. if you're truly a CrossFitter, that's what you're chasing. You know, yeah. I remember I think it was at my first level one, a guy named Tony Budding, you know, OGs will remember him and he said, Chase performance and everything else will follow.
1: Absolutely. You know, so
0: really that's that's the takeaway. So Remind me again. So what are your current, like if you had to, assuming you're doing it right now during this quarantine, are you? Yes. So approximately what are your numbers today? Meeting your macros. Yeah. uh, Right now I'm at about
1: 280 grams of fat fat. My carbs are usually right now, because of just with the way quarantines affected us, my carbs are, are on the lower end, closer to 60 to 70 grams. And my proteins always stay consistent at around
0: 150. So 60 to 70 carbs now? Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so you've lowered them a little bit since that initial time where they're in the 120 area. Yeah, that was when I was
1: primary when I still had access to a barbell. <laughs> and I oh, was, so th- so that's part of it too. Cooking. You're
0: kind of yeah. basing it on on your um, activity level. Exactly. No, f- for
1: sure. And that was one of the reasons why a lot of the r- r- research out there with you know endurance athletes doing k- 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 ketosis. There's so m- many cases out there where you could see an endurance athlete. Um, stay in ketosis while consuming 150 to 200 grams of carbohydrates just because of how active that they are um but a lot of it was based on with my daily routine that was the best balance i found of macronutrients for me to maintain energy levels and then while keeping track of my body fat percentage and my total body weight over that 10 11 week period and going up until where we are now seeing the dramatic decrease in body fat percentage performance, staying up muscle mass, staying right where it's at. It's been completely mind blowing to be honest.
0: Well, you know, that's interesting because you're the first person I've had quite a few people talking about keto on here and they've had, they've had great success. A friend of mine, Becky, um, EC Sinkowski, who a lot of people know we've talked about it, but you're the first person who's really alluded to the fact that, Hey, You can still have carbs, I assume, and you know, fill me in on this, that you're timing those carbs around your workout. Precisely, precisely. Uh, So So,
1: especially when I know I'm going to, while I was still in the gym before the shutdown happened, um, a lot of, most of my carbs, probably 80% were before the afternoon started. As soon as the afternoon would start, I would coach a class Train for an hour, coach another class, coach an accessory class, and then train for a little bit afterwards right and so so you knew specifically yeah like so I was getting on my feet for like three or four hours that's when all my carbs were gonna come in did you look forward to that time every day? Yes and no uh, I think the, the, the hard part was whenever I would forget to time it right you know I just I would hate going into a class feeling bloated <laughs> like I just like slammed a whole bunch of <laughs> carbohydrates and whatnot so whenever my timing was on point, it was great. Um, but I think one of the other misconceptions with keto is just also the restrictive mindset, right? Like, Oh, I bet you can't wait to have carbs. I bet you can't wait to have a tortilla (laughs) Bet you can't wait to have a burrito, but like bless my girlfriend's heart. Like she does a lot of our meal prep and she does a phenomenal job of finding the recipes that work for us in which the food is just so good, Jason. Women I are really the best, aren't they? <laughs> no, I swear, like, someone had asked me, like, a, a couple weeks ago, they're like, okay, so what's an example of a dinner you'd have? And I showed them, like, a photo of my Instagram. I was like, last night we had flank steak with a tablespoon of butter on top with sauteed broccoli with a bunch of Parmesan cheese and butter on top of that
0: and then right after girlfriends come cheese cheese is like and sometimes cheese overtakes women but you know what I mean because <laughs> well, no, ridiculous cheese, cheese can dub as like hey it's great for dinner but it's also dessert yeah no like,
1: absolutely
0: I could eat a chunk. because my wife will be like are you just like that's a lot of cheese I'm like back off it's two ounces <laughs> let me let me live so give me give me two ideas I mean you gave me a little idea of, of what a high fat looks like but what were the carbs you might have had pre you know in your afternoon pre-workout pre-coaching
1: most of them came from what I call just a big ass salad I got the recipe from Mark Sisson a lot of my a lot of my carbs throughout the day so many high fiber leafy green vegetables right and so if I could time that out right I'd have my big ass salad right before I started my couple hours on the coaching floor and whatnot I mean if it's green it's in there so it's like
0: digesting as you're just coaching and then by the time you're ready to to work out it's like peaking exactly
1: I mean if anything then I'll normally try a time a little bit of a protein shake here and there some BCAAs especially right before when I'm about to train myself and hop into class Um, but for the most part that's kind of what I do before the evening. I mean, most of my carbohydrates, even still while following this ketogenic approach, I would argue probably 70 to 80% of all my carbohydrates come from leafy green vegetables.
0: Now, so that brings up an interesting point. Did you get leaner because of it switch to keto or because you're eating cleaner? But I don't know what you were eating like before. Yeah, then.
1: no, absolutely. I, I've talked to a few friends about that before too. I think it could go either way, right? I mean, I I, I wouldn't categorize my diet pre-keto as 100% clean. Um, I think it's it's a lot more stereotypical in terms of what you'd see in, in a CrossFit coach. Like it's all the CrossFit coaches that I've ever met. Like you eat paleo-ish and then you go hard when you find food that you really want to enjoy and slam down. Yeah. Um, but... I was telling folks too, in terms of that they'd ask me, so like, are you just eating everything slathered in butter? And I'd be like, yes, but I'm also eating the most vegetables I've ever eaten in my entire life.
0: And I think there's something to the mindset of like, Hey, I'm making this change and like, I'm doing, I got I don't know how to explain it, but you need that switch. And maybe it was the keto switch for you that did it. But you know, speaking of butter. So my wife and I, I just posted a picture of it on Instagram, made this amazing pizza last uh-huh. night. And we were like, it's the crust. I was like, you can put anything on this. Like, it doesn't, like, you could just, you know, dip it in anything and it'd be delicious. Uh-huh. And butter's one of those things, yeah. too. Like, you know, like butter makes everything delicious.
1: Like, no joke, last night, I mean, if you go to my Instagram right now, it might still be there on my story. We had keto pizza night. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, like I said. So, my party, she does a, she does a phenomenal job of, like, sifting through all the keto crap on the internet, as I like to, as I like to say, like, there's a bunch of stuff like this is, yeah, keto, like the
0: nonsense. Keto. Yeah. And I'm like, and also like, high-fives. how hard is this going to be to make too, right?
1: Yeah. And so she does a great job of sifting through all that. And we've found this great recipe for a pizza crust. And it's just like almond flour, uh, one egg, xanthan gum, mozzarella cheese. What's xanthan gum? It's like a, a binding, Agent that you, use you hear it a lot, a lot. Of, yeah. Used for like a lot of baking products. It helps gives it a little bit more stickiness and, and, and consistency. But like that's all it is, and we get to have pizza. And so when you have crust made from almond flour and mozzarella cheese, and then you just put more mozzarella cheese on top for the for the actual pizza, it's just cheese on
0: cheese on cheese. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good stuff. Cheese on oh, cheese so on good. cheese. I'm gonna give you a little life advice on this episode, Joe. You gotta put a ring on that girl, just so you know. (laughs) We're working on it. it. (laughs) All right. I mean, I waited a long time, and I'm telling you, you find a girl that'll make you cheese on cheese on cheese pizza, you just marry her. (laughs) You and if you're surviving the quarantine with her, absolutely. I love my wife, but hopefully, I never have to spend this much time with her ever again. (laughs) But we're surviving, you know. So let let's say some listeners are like, I'm intrigued. Let's imagine the world opens back up. What are some pieces of advice you might give them to be like, hey, I do want to try this. I want to try this lifestyle.
1: Um, biggest thing I would recommend is to not go about it cold turkey, right? I mean, I kind of alluded to that also or that earlier. Uh, I know a lot of friends that have tried it and they said, I felt terrible after the first three days I stopped um, and they had the, or they had the keto flu that people did, often refer to.
0: Did you get that at all? Or because you started,
1: yes, yeah, because yeah. you went to
0: that like kind of mid range yeah, carbs. exactly.
1: So like my, my number one piece of advice would not go cold turkey and try to transition into it. Um, the, the There's a really good book out there by Mark Sisson. I believe it's the, the keto di- or the keto reset diet. And he kind of okay. outlines a good, like, three-week transition in there. We, we kind of followed that ish while we were going into this. And I think it really, 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 really helped because my girlfriend did not have the keto flu. I didn't have the keto flu. My energy actually went up as I dropped all my carbs, which is why it was so confusing.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're one of the few people that I've ever heard say my energy went up. Yeah, it was a so- lot. So, you know, making that slow transition, I, I think, is vital as well. Of course, if they're listening and they're CrossFitters, they're going to want to dive all in. But, yeah, so start slow, implement it, implement it there. What are, some, what are some other little things? Maybe you got some tips, some
1: tricks. I think one of the biggest things that I talk to, I mean, obviously I think both your audience and the people I work with on a regular basis, they kind of fall into that same category of they do CrossFit, right? And so for a lot of folks that do CrossFit that want – to try keto i also try to recommend to my athletes if you're not making a living as a crossfit athlete don't take yourself so seriously in the
0: gym well that's great advice and that's the similar advice that fern and i put out there all the time like you're not that cool kind of thing like (laughs) yeah you're just exercising dude
1: i talked to a lot of folks with like but my performance will will completely drop if i if i stop having carbs and i talked to them i was like well (laughs) how important is your performance versus dropping 30 pounds of body fat versus trying to find those abs that we've been looking for for the past year and a half
0: (laughs) and (laughs) i think that's hopefully something that's that's getting rectified during this quarantine period you know i know for me it's been eye-opening to like hey just have fun in your exercise again. Just move. I mean, I've talked extensively about the Peloton, but it's like hopping on the bike for 30 minutes is like, get your heart rate up. Like enjoy yourself and don't take, I love it. Don't take yourself too seriously when it comes to exercise. And like you're saying, it's like, what's more important. I mean, the fact that you can clean or snatch this or being 20 pounds lighter and actually being healthier.
1: No, for sure. And like I said, I think one of the most eye-opening things for me throughout this process, and like I said, even like I'm no keto expert, but by any means, just being like five months into mixing this with my CrossFit life. But like, it's been really eye-opening to see that I got fitter and my strength numbers stayed the same while I lost just pounds and pounds of body fat.
0: That's it, it, typically it's unheard like of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it sounds like, I was talking to someone about it, I was like, it sounds like a dream come true, and like, I feel like I got this little s- secret over here, and I'm like, hey, do you want to eat steak covered in butter? Like, do you want abs? <laughs> so,
0: it's- how often, how often do you uh, step away from keto and just have like a burrito, like you said, or something, pizza, like standard pizza, yeah. how often will you do something like that, and and also, what is the impact of that after?
1: great question there and so I've talked a lot, a, a lot of folks about that as well because they're like well I can't give up my favorite food it's blank it's cupcakes it's it's in in, in my case it's tater tots and breakfast burritos and sushi all you can eat um, I try to what well, has been really really cool since we've gone about this process and a lot of the research out there kind of pointed towards it also is this this element of metabolic flexibility right as your body becomes less carbohydrate dependent and gets used to utilizing fatty acids and ketones, when you quote unquote get pushed out of ketosis, your body gets more efficient at getting back into it, right? And so that's been a really, really cool thing to see where me and my girlfriend, we can go out, and I think it was maybe like two weekends ago, we slammed some breakfast burritos at our favorite place here in Tempe, right next to Arizona State University. They got this great breakfast joint, uh, shout out to Burrito Express, um, we he got it to go, them. I assume. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we did. We ate them in the parking lot though. We could not wait. Uh, I love a good breakfast burrito and we had a little bit of a tummy ache just because of the influx of carbohydrates and all the insulin. And also <laughs> not- you're,
0: you're not eating burrito. out probably as much. So exactly, no oil, oil so that kind A of
1: little bit of a tummy ache, but then otherwise went back to eating ketogenic the, the rest of the whole weekend. And we were back into it and felt totally fine. Now, I think it would be very different if we did like a carb binge or a refeed day, which you sometimes hear people talk about within the ketogenic diet or going for like a full day or two full days of refeeding with carbohydrates to work on your insulin sensitivity. But I think for us, we never wanted to go down that route of having to do so much work to get back into it. And so it's been really cool to build that metabolic flexibility where we can enjoy a cupcake and then maybe have a little bit of a tummy ache because it was totally worth it and then head back
0: (laughs) into ketosis and we feel good. Definitely hashtag worth it. You brought up sushi. What's your favorite sushi?
1: Oh my god. Favorite type of sushi? I love a good Philadelphia roll. A good Philadelphia roll or like a spicy salmon mixed with a California roll. Any honestly if you come down to, to to Tempe or the Phoenix area we'll head over to Scottsdale I know this great place it's like $12 and you eat all you can eat but if you don't finish what you pay or what you ordered you pay for the extra
0: that's fair there's a first of all I love a good fellow Philadelphia roll cream cheese and smoked salmon is like
1: yep, yep, it, yep
0: you know one of my thing I love it um we went to Vegas and of course, you know, notorious for buffets, but it was like the kind where you order and it was amazing. And then we've got a great spot here in Boulder called Japango and then on Tuesdays, they do like off the menu all you can eat. Wow. And I'll eat till I'm like devastatingly just sick and hurting, but it's worth it.
1: It's so totally worth it, especially, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like I've talked to a lot of folks about this, the most surprising insight for me, following the ketogenic diet, while also just being so passionate about the CrossFit lifestyle and the CrossFit methodology was that through the ketogenic diet approach, my quality of life has actually increased dramatically. Not that like I lived a life where I was sad or upset, or like I've lived a great life, (laughs) Um, but I was very surprised at how this approach to food kind of made me appreciate food a lot more, but also from just like the aspect of enjoying how delicious food can be whether it's carbohydrate heavy or not we've just been able to really explore food in our house ever since we kind of went about this approach and I really did not expect to like I tell people all the time I was like the stuff that I eat (laughs) I'm living my best life I know my girlfriends a lot of the the results of that and I don't know if I would have found these these ingredients and these meals if it wasn't for her but like we live a really good life and the food that we get to eat every single morning every single night
0: and I oh. think you appreciate it more when you're, you know, <sighs> I, you know, before the whole quarantine, I was eating super clean and then having more like a cheat meal on the weekends. And you just, yeah. you appreciate it more than, I'm just going to have it every night. Yeah. So two more questions. One, me. based on your experience with keto, what's your opinion on the carnivore diet? Oh,
1: carnivore diet. I don't know enough. I, All right. I'm going to put it that way. Uh, I, know, I, I know a lot of the stuff that's out there. Um, but I've always been very, very, um, precarious to dive into, uh, debate with stuff that I'm not an expert in or that I don't have firsthand experience in.
0: You know, I just, I'm interested in trying it. We had Mark Bell on the podcast not too long ago and big proponent of it. And it was like, right as the world was shutting down and I was like, I'm okay with trying it. I just, I don't want to be invested in it and then not able to get meat. Yeah. you know, and and you're home all day and, I'm eating relatively still healthy, but I'm being a lot more flexible than I used to be. Just because you're home and yeah, no, I, you know you're bored and whatnot. But anyway, I'm interested in trying it once the world opens back up, and I feel like I can be. Part of it is just leaving the house, like, and when you're gone and you're doing stuff for a few hours, you're not, you're not thinking about food all day. Yeah, exactly. So, but my my follow up question would be, you know, earlier on you kind of talked about hey. I don't want to talk about nutrition. Now that you've done this, has that changed?
1: Oh, it's been f- f- phenomenal. So, I mean, I mean,
0: obviously you're on my show, you're on Joe's show. So you're talking about it a
1: little bit, but I mean, no, I'm talking about a lot of it. And so, I mean, like I said, like I've, I've always, how do I put this quite frankly? I've always wanted to coach on a more intimate level with my athletes. Right. And so I, as a CrossFit coach, my biggest hiccup and the biggest thing that I've always grown frustrated with was that like, I can work with this person, that person, this person for 60 minutes, make it the best hour of their day. You see that? Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Um, but I don't see or can control the other 23 hours. Right. And so I think what, what, that was one of the hardest things for me is I wanted to be able to coach athletes more intimately through their lifestyle outside of the the box. I've always wanted to find some way to do that. And so while I kind of took this on, is kind of how the whole um I started my endeavor with online nutrition coaching. And so first working with a, a couple of athletes that I've known across the globe and a couple of athletes here and there that I've worked with in the past. And it's been so eye-opening and just so much more rewarding from that aspect. Because now it's like, yes, even if I coach you in person, that's great. But now these athletes, if I continue to coach them online through their nutrition, we get to improve quality of life by addressing like the full on lifestyle habits to get them to enjoy food again outside of just that 60 minutes or so that they spend in the CrossFit Gym. Right.
0: That, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's really what it's all about. I mean, I, I've talked about this recently. It's like, cool, I like making people move better. Like it's fun. I want oh, you to you know, <laughs> be safer. No, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's what I do, but more importantly is I want you to have a better life and you know this hour in the gym will attribute to that but but nothing compared to what your nutrition will do what your stress will do all that good stuff so I'm glad to see that you know you you put it to the test yourself first
1: I think and I've talked to a lot of fellow coaches and friends that coach across the country and whatnot I think it all came back to like I had a a deep-seated frustration as a coach I think with a I was avoiding the nutrition topic with my athletes b it always felt like I'd run into athletes that would work their butt off in the gym but not see the results because of the other 23 hours and because of how they eat and what their diet looked like and so for me it's like I've been coaching CrossFit for five years now I've worked at four different affiliates across the United States. And like, I just, I saw it everywhere. And I'm just like, I feel that I need to start using my strengths in a different way where I could fully get those people that frustrate me because they're not getting the results that they're working so hard for on this intimate experience.
0: And so it's it's been awesome, man. I love it. If people want to reach out to you, Joe, where can they find you to learn more about implementing keto or getting a coach or, Or just that you want to find a friend to grab some sushi with.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're in the Phoenix area after, after COVID, um, is over, I'd love to grab some sushi
0: with you. After. Yes.
1: I don't know how I feel about ordering sushi to go right now. Um,
0: (laughs) It's no different than that Starbucks. I I don't know. (laughs) But if you're
1: looking for me online, um, on Instagram at Joe Ward with three D's. And then if you're interested in learning a little bit more about my nutrition stuff, it's eat your heart out nutrition. That's cool. I like Future that. Dot nutrition dot com. Yes, sir.
0: Very cool, Joe. Well, it's been great. You've you've motivated me. You know, I think for so many people, they're like keto is this drastic shift, and obviously it's a it's a change, but it's more subtle than it ha- than than people think it has to be. And like you said, base it off of how you're looking, how you're feeling, and how you're performing, rather than simply you know what your pee pee, like you put it, <laughs> tells you right.
1: <laughs> Good one. And no, I mean, like I said, the other day, it always comes back to, I, I always ask athletes like, what's your, why? Like, why are you here? What are your deep, like deep, deep down? Like, if you're gonna be honest with yourself, what are your goals? And are we currently hitting them? And
0: if not, let's make the adjustments.
1: It everybody be,
0: wants, <laughs> every, everybody wants to hit their goals, but they want to do it in the easiest way possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this, this probably isn't uh easy but it probably is simple and you just have to start and you can start by reaching out to Joe and asking him some questions because I'm always I'm always a fan of someone that is like hold on let me try it myself yeah and that's what I've had a lot
1: of respect for people like that too and I think that's one of the things that really drove me down this route where it's like I want to be that person that helps other people that way
0: awesome well you are thanks so much for hopping on the show uh go spend some time with your Girlfriend, she's taking good care of you. And um, we, we look forward to having you back on in the future. Thanks, buddy. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our Posts on Instagram when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out leave us a comment on there, head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks again until the next episode. We hope you've had the best hour of your day.